Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What's going on, guys? This is Gordon. Welcome to Permafit. I'm excited to bring this episode to you guys. This is going to be a solo episode, a full-length episode, and I'm genuinely pumped. I, I really am. Like This is something that everyone needs to hear. There's really no diminishing returns from hearing it too much. There's no cap on how often you can hear this thing that I'm about to talk about today because it is that important and it is that applicable to every single person. Okay. Now, if you're listening to this, chances are you are a high performing professional woman who has struggled with her weight. You have struggled with weight loss. You've struggled with body fat loss. You've struggled with body composition change. And this is something that just continually becomes an issue in a some sort of cyclical manner in your life, whether that's like just continuously, you can never seem to get ahead, or this is something that pops up every couple of months, or at really everything in between. Okay, uh, for for I know for a lot of you, this has been a problem for like twenty years. Okay, and let me just start by saying that I myself have struggled at scale with weight loss before. Okay. I've struggled at scale with body dysmorphia. I have struggled at scale with the mind games that come with that. I have struggled at scale with having a seriously low, like a, a dramatic lack of belief in myself. Okay. And what comes with that, and I know many of you are struggling with this too, is a tremendous amount of internal negative dialogue, right? The way you talk to yourself is negative, beat yourself up a lot. You tell yourself that you're not ever able, going to be able to achieve this. You're never going to be able to get where you're trying to go. You're never going to be able to get the weight off. You're never going to be able to get the, the body that you want. And because of that, you build up this belief that you are a failure in, in, in some way, right? For some, some of you, you really take it to the extreme like I did, and you really beat yourself up in a big way. And some of you, maybe not so much, okay? And that's, a, you know, whatever, everyone's a little bit different, but I will tell you this, if you're beating yourself up at all, right. And you see yourself as a failure because you haven't been able to lose the weight, or you see yourself as a failure because you haven't been able to be successful. Obviously, if you're doing that, it's not going to serve you. Right. But I also understand that if you're not making any progress, how do you expect to just completely change the tune and change the voice and change the dialogue in your own head, right? Because this is this is a huge problem with the really the our society today and, and the fitness industry and the wellness industry is people who are struggling with this, people who are significantly overweight or maybe not even significantly, but you're overweight to the point where it's not healthy and it's not making you happy, right? There's a serious problem with 
pushing people to say nothing but positive affirmations about their body and positive affirmations about their current situation. All right. And, and really the issue with that is it doesn't fix the problem. Okay. It doesn't fix the problem. Okay. Now, most of you who are listening, and I try this too. Most of you who are listening, who, who have gone down that road of saying nice things to yourself out loud in hopes that it would fix the problem. You know what I'm talking about, right? You can, you can sit there and tell yourself as often as you want, as loudly as you want, as, as, as continuously and consistently as you want, that you are fit and you are healthy and you are thin and you are happy in your body and you love your body and your body energizes you and makes you feel empowered and strong and confident and sexy and amazing and all those things. You can tell yourself that all you want, but if it's not true, you're not actually going to believe it. It's not, you're not going to believe it. Okay. And if you don't believe it yet, you continue to say it over and over and over again. All you're doing is building internal resentment to yourself. Okay, you're going to start to resent yourself. You're going to start to resent who you are. And that's obviously not going to serve you, right? And over the long term, that is not going to serve you. All that's going to do really is create more and more of the negative emotions and the negative thoughts and the negative self-dialogue that you're trying to avoid in the first place. Okay, so at the end of the day, we all have somewhere between like 60 and 90,000 internal conversations with ourselves every single day, every single day. Okay. And when you stop to think about that, you'll, you'll immediately realize there's absolutely no way that you can keep track of all 60 to 90,000 of those. Let's meet somewhere in the middle. Let's say it's 75,000, right? Just a average, right? There's no way you're keeping track of 75,000 thoughts a day. You're not, you have no idea, right? And the reason is because the majority of those are subconscious. Okay. They happen in the background. You're not aware that those thoughts are even flowing through your brain. Okay. So why is that even important? Why am I bringing that up? Well, because all the science has led us to understand that the majority of those thoughts are negative. The, the majority of those thoughts are negative. They are things like, uh, how come I haven't X, Y, Z? How come I can't XYZ, or you should be able to XYZ, but you can't, right? Or you don't have XYZ, right? It's all these negative things that are focused on what we don't have. They're all focused on lack. Okay, and this is very real. I didn't make this up. But when you understand this and you start to have some awareness around this, you'll realize that it's very true. And you'll also realize that it's it's one of the most important contributing factors as to why we're not able to get where you're trying to go and why you're not able to make progress the way you want to make progress. It's because of that inner dialogue. Okay. Now it doesn't matter if your husband is there rooting you on every single day and really cheering for you, or if your best friend is doing that, or if you have a coach or a trainer, right? Like our clients, you know, we coach them and train them. They if they aren't able to have some awareness around this, it doesn't matter what I say. Okay. It really doesn't. What matters is what they are willing to put in for effort in changing how they think and how they believe about their potential, like what they believe about their potential and how they believe they can get there. And guys, that is so incredibly essential 
It is more important than whatever fitness program you're following. It is more important than whatever like meal plan or, or, or nutrition strategy you're following is taking care of some of this inner dialogue. Okay. The inner work, the inner work is absolutely essential. I mean, there's a, there's a very real reason why you can give the same, like very well put together training program, like very well put together with proper periodization and, and, and proper flow build out and proper deloading and like all of the important pieces of training, right? You can give the, the, the same program to two different people. And you can also give that, that those two different people a completely on point in like goal aligned nutrition strategy, right? With the proper caloric targeting, the proper macronutrition targeting, and you can give them that. And if the, those people, if they follow it to a T, one person is going, might get amazing results, right? They may follow it to the end to get amazing, amazing results. The other person can't seem to do it. They can't seem to follow it. They can't seem to get there and they just, they can never seem to, to reach any success. And they start to come up with reasons and rationale and excuses. And then they also tend to make up stories about how they're just destined to be this way and they're stuck and they're never going to change. And this thing didn't work for them. Therefore, nothing's going to work for them. And they start to right? they start to build up all of this data, quote unquote data, this false evidence that they're never going to be successful. Okay. Why do you think that is guys? Why do you think that is? I can tell you, okay. This, uh, the exact reason that that happens is not because the program isn't effective. Okay. It's not because their body is so magical that it doesn't respond to caloric targeting and macronutritional targeting. Okay. It's not, it's none of those things. Okay. The reason is because of what's going on between their ears. Okay. What's going on between their ears and they let their inner dialogue take off and they let their inner dialogue be louder than their intentional thoughts and their intentional dialogue. Cause remember inner dialogue is subconscious, right? You can't really control it. It just kind of flows in and flows out. Okay. But your intentional dialogue, that's the, the thoughts and the conversations that you have with yourself intentionally, right? The things that you tell yourself intentionally, the things that you put into your head intentionally, right? Those things are things that a lot of people cannot bring themselves to control. They have a very difficult time doing that. That right there, however, is one of the most important and contributing factors to success. Okay. And if, if you take a step back and look at this, all of this is a battle between you and yourself. Okay. You and yourself. And if you've spent any amount of time researching the brain or learning how the brain stores memories and then recalls them or the, how the brain stores pieces of information and data, and then recalls them, then you'll know there's a relationship between two parts of the brain. Those parts are called the basal ganglia and the prefrontal cortex. Okay. And when you, when you take, I'm not going to get too, too deep with those things, but when you spend time learning how those things work, you'll understand that 
everything that we do on a daily basis is typically nothing more than a series of habitual actions and thoughts and routines and patterns over and over and over and over again. Most, most people on a daily basis are just following a routine, a habit, a pattern, right? Something that's cyclical. They are not doing something new. Okay. They're not doing something new. They're not creating something new. They are not thinking new thoughts. They are not changing the way they are thinking. They are not deviating from what is normal. Okay. And that right there is important to bring up because that is a survival mechanism that is in your head. That is a survival mechanism that no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to quiet that voice. You're never going to be able to change that machine that is working in the background. It's always going to be there. Okay. You can't, it's just never not going to be there. Okay. But what you can do is you can tune it. You can change it. You can't shut it down. You can't shut it off. You can't break it, but you can change it. You can modify it. Okay. You can, you can engineer some new developments into that. Okay. And all of that guys, that is something that most people at the end of the day just aren't willing to do. Okay. That's the bottom line. If you're struggling with weight loss and fitness and health and transformation and those things, the things that we focus on with our clients, if you're, if you're struggling with those things and you've been trying over and over and over and over and over again, yes, the strategy matters a hundred percent, but beyond that, you also have to be willing to do the part that's not that fun, which is get in your own mind and make the adjustments that are necessary in your own mind. And again, most people don't want to do that. Okay. Most people don't want to do that. Why don't they want to do that? Because it's hard. Pattern interrupt is difficult. Okay. So one of the, one of the sayings that I picked up from a, from a, a, a trainer uh, years ago is, uh, his name's Jeff. When he, what he said was, it'll stick with me forever for the rest of my life is, Someday is not a day of the week. Someday is a day for the week. Okay. So I'll say that again. Someday is not a day of the week. Someday is a day for the week. Okay. And and that second line there, someday is a day for the week. They're talking, he's talking about weak people. W E A K. Okay. Someday is not a day of the week. Someday is a day for the week, for the weak people out there. Okay. And what that really means is for those people who have patterns and cycles and routines that don't serve them, that they're living in constantly day in and day out. And they're always making up some kind of reason, some kind of excuse. They're always rationalizing some reason why they can't, 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 can't. Those are those weak people. Okay. That constantly are looking forward to someday, right? Or next Monday, right? I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start on Monday, right? That mentality is not ever going to lead you to success. It's never going to happen. Okay. Someday is not a day of the week. It's not. Okay. Someday is something that weak people use. All right. Now I don't say that to try to make anyone feel bad right? But what I'm saying is it's okay 
to look internally for a second and ask yourself, am I, am I, am I behaving like a weak person? Like, am I acting like a weak person? Am I making all these claims that, yes, I want to achieve this? Yes, I want to transform my body. Yes, I want to get this weight off. I want to live in a body that makes me feel empowered and confident and strong and amazing and sexy and full of vitality. I want that. I want to live and be free of nutrition. I don't want to have to worry about this stuff anymore. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired about it, right? If that's you, then it's okay to look internally and maybe admit that up to this point, maybe maybe you have some weaknesses, right? Maybe you have been operating with a little bit of weakness, okay? I can tell you right now, that was me for years, guys. From like 2002 to 2008, I was a weak guy, okay, internally. I was very weak. I came up with every excuse under the sun, every reason why I'll be obese forever, every reason why... I, I got the bad genes handed down from me from my mother's side, who, which by the way, I had an uncle who died of a massive heart attack directly related to his morbid obesity when I was nine years old, right? I used to tell myself stories like, well, I have his genes, therefore I'm screwed, right? This is just who I am. Okay. That's weakness. It's a little bit of weakness. Okay. But weakness does not mean broken. Weakness does not mean you're so fragile that you can't make a change. No. Weakness is an opportunity. Okay? If you are struggling with this, you don't realize that that's actually a superpower. It really is. Like, that's a superpower that a lot of people will never experience. Okay? A lot of people were handed very good genetics. It's pretty rare. Okay? It's pretty rare. But they're out there. Okay, we all typically know like that one person who just seems like they can literally eat 10,000 calories a day and never put on weight. Okay, it's incredibly rare though. It really is. So that's why you don't know 50 people like that. That's why you don't know 100 people like that. You know, you might know one, okay? And it, it you know, it doesn't matter if that person's in their late teens or 20s, like it's not really that, that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the person who's in their 40s and 50s and can still do that. Okay? And uh, you know, that's, that's, that's not really what we're talking about. Like those people, they will never experience this. They will never have that superpower that I'm talking about because they've never had to work for it. Okay. They've never had to work for it. So they don't really understand the value in it. They don't see it. They don't resonate with it. They never will. They're never going to fully understand it. Okay. But if you're struggling with this, understand that that's actually a strength. Okay. Just like when I went through this, it took me a while, but I finally understood this is my strength. This is my strength. I know what that struggle feels like. I know what it's like. I know what it feels like to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and hate everything that you're seeing. Not because I'm beating myself up for no reason, but because I'm 70, I'm 70 pounds overweight and I'm looking in the mirror and my, my gut is hanging over my waistband and I have love handles and I, I I can barely touch my toes without straining. Okay. Or I can barely tie my shoes without either getting down on one knee or putting my leg up on something. Like I can't just bend down and tie my shoes, little things like that. Right. Or if I want to go outside and like run and do something active with my son or something like that, it's going to take a ton of effort, like a ton of effort. And I'm going to be winded and I'm going to be breathing heavy and my cheeks are going to be red and all that. Right. And all of that is something that I'm never going to go back to 
And the reason I'm never going to go back to that is because I now know what it's like to be there and I now know what it's like to be on the other side. Okay, the greener pastures. And guys, I, I, if you've never been on the other side, like for real, I have to tell you, there is nothing better. It does make your life absolutely better across the board, right? It's not just about looking better. Obviously, that's going to be a big part of it. But the other thing that's important here, guys, is that you will get to this stage if you're following this and you're willing to show up for yourself and you're willing to to do some of the work that we talked about here. When you're doing this the right way, you're going to get to the stage where all of your mental energy that you spend hating being in the situation that you're in right now, all of that goes away. All of that mental energy. So when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, instead of feeling disappointed, instead of saying negative things to yourself, instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, if I keep heading down this road, I'm going to be another 20 pounds heavier in, in the next two years. Instead of thinking things like that and letting it bog you down and then and then having the mind games take over throughout the day of like, oh, well, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I shouldn't eat this. And you start to do that whole thing day in and day out to the point where it drives you crazy. Instead of doing all of that, when you do this the right way and you make transformation happen for yourself, you don't go back. Okay. You don't go back. And this is the part that most people just, they don't, they hear what I'm saying, but they don't hear what I'm saying. Okay. But this is very real. This is very real, but you have to see it through to completion. Okay. You have to see it through to completion. So here's the thing. As you're going through transformation, okay, of any kind, all right. And I don't care if you've got 80, 90 pounds to lose like I did, or if you've got 20 pounds to lose that have just been, it's been sitting on your frame for so long and it's so, it's stubborn and you hate it and it, it really affects you mentally Every single day, you hate looking in the mirror and seeing that, that gut or those love handles or whatever it is, and you just can't stand it anymore. You just want to change, okay? That can have just as much of a weight to it as the person who needs to lose 80, 90 pounds like me, okay? The number's not important, right? But when you do transformation the right way, when you go through this process and you actually see it through to completion, you don't just change how you look, okay? You actually change how you feel and how you think and how you talk to yourself and how you carry yourself. Okay. And when you do that and you change all those things, guess what happens? You do create a brand new existence. You create an entirely new reality. You change it's transformation guys. It's not just weight loss. It's transformation. And when you change that way, when you focus on those things and you change that way, you don't go back. All right, you eliminate all of the little elements in your head and in your in your mind that would ever cause you to go back. Okay, those things are gone. You you sweep them out. You you get rid of them. You blow them out. They're gone. Okay, but that's that's how you know transformation happens. Okay? Let me tell you this. If you think about someone who has been living obese or overweight for the last 10 years, and you tell them, all right, look, you got to change this, 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 and this. You got to eat this way. You got to change this. You got to focus on calories, blah, blah, blah. You got to work out four days a week, right? That person naturally is going to have some resistance, 
right? They're naturally going to be resistant to that change. Why? Not because it's necessarily all that difficult to do those things. It's because it's a pattern interrupt for that person, okay? Your mind, your body does not want to change no matter what state you're in, okay? If you're incredibly unhealthy right now and you're 110 pounds overweight, your body doesn't want to change. It doesn't want to change. Your mind doesn't want to change. Why? Because it's home, guys. It's the devil you know, right? It's comfortable. You don't. You may not like it. You may not like it, but that doesn't matter. It's comfortable, okay? Because you know what it is. You know it. It's not unknown to you, okay? In our heads, we will always choose the path that is known versus the path that is unknown. We will always choose the thing that we know. Even if we don't like the thing, we'll choose that over the thing we don't know. Why do we do this? It's totally a survival mechanism. It's in your head, okay? You have no real control over that impulse. That impulse is there whether you want it to be or not, okay? So why is it so hard for that person to change? It's because that pattern or interrupt makes them uncomfortable. And when they get uncomfortable, they don't change. They slide backwards into, into comfort land. Why? Again, because it's the devil they know. They don't want to change. Change is mentally difficult. Okay. In fact, it's so difficult. I'm going to walk you through right now on this show, the five stages that you absolutely will go through when you are going through change. Okay. Everybody goes through these, every single person. And the amount of time you spend in each stage is going to be completely different from person to person. Okay. Now I can tell you this too, as you're going through transformation, if you go into it, knowing that everything that I just said here in the last like 10 minutes is true, then you apps and you just continue to tell yourself that every day, then you will make it through to the other side. Okay. You will. I 100% believe in every single person listening to this, that you can make it through to the other side, but you have to see it through to completion. And you have to understand that the cycles that I'm about to talk about are going to happen and they're very real. Okay. So let me, let's, let's break these down. So this whole process here is called the emotional cycle of change. Okay. And again, I guarantee you, Every single person here has experienced this in some capacity. If you have ever gone through any kind of life change, okay, and that could be a life change in building something like a business or, or for those going to, to college and like having to experience a four year college degree, you know, like, like I did, like that was a transformation. That was a huge pattern interrupt, right? Uh, and, and a lot of life changes had to happen there. Um, or really anything guys, a new job that requires you to step into a position of leadership, right? That's going to be a huge change. It's going to be uncomfortable, right? But most of the time, those situations like your job, you know, you're getting paid to do that. And because you're getting paid to do that, you are more willing to get uncomfortable because you know that, all right, well, I'm going to get paid to do this. So I can mess up a few times. I'm not going to get fired. I'm still going to get my paycheck. I can still put food in my table, on my table, right? But when you are looking to make a change in a different, completely different area of your life, like your health and your fitness, and you're not getting paid 
a monetary amount, right? It's very hard for you to start to, to see the value on those days when it's hard. It's very, very difficult to do that. I understand because I've been there. Okay. So let me walk you through these five stages guys. Okay. So the first stage is called uninformed optimism. Okay. Now, anytime you begin anything new, it's exciting, right? It's exciting. You're enthusiastic. You want to jump in with both feet. You're excited. Um, you can't wait. Maybe you future paced yourself a little bit in your head and you can already start to see like what the end result was going to look like. And you just get really pumped up, right? To start. I mean, and in, in health and fitness, maybe you, you know, you cleared out your pantry, you threw a bunch of stuff away. Maybe you went grocery shopping, you bought a bunch of, uh, like things, healthier foods, whole foods, whatever, lean meat, stuff like that. And maybe you went and, and got your gym membership, uh, re reactivated or whatever, and you're ready to rock and roll, right? You're excited. Okay. That's, that's the emphatic enthusiasm that we have when we start something. It's called uninformed optimism, right? We're optimistic, but we don't really know why we're optimistic. Again, we don't really have any data to support that. We just, we're optimistic. We're, we're happy. We're pumped up about doing this thing. Okay. Uninformed optimism. The second stage, okay. Which sometimes can hit you within like a day or two, or it can take weeks is called uninformed pessimism. Okay. Now this happens to everybody. And th this happens when you show up and you begin executing, right? And you're executing all of these new things. You're eating differently. You're working out differently. You're drinking water. You're doing things that you wouldn't normally do at the level and the magnitude that you're doing them now. And because of that, guess what? You expect to see some changes, okay? But within a couple days or a week or two, you may not see the changes that you wanted to see or the magnitude of the changes that you are seeing isn't huge yet because it's only been five days or it's only been 10 days. And so you haven't lost 40 pounds yet or 20 pounds yet or 10 pounds yet. And you don't have a six pack yet. So you start to become pessimistic. Okay. You start to resent everything you're doing. You start to resent the nutrition. You start to resent the workouts. You start to resent the supplements that you're taking. You start to resent the trainer you're working with or the coach you're working with or whatever. You start to resent all of it. Okay. And you start to get nasty and negative around the whole thing. Okay. Now, again, this could happen a week, two, three, five, six weeks in, you, sometimes a day in, sometimes 48 hours, right? It's going to happen. Okay. And you're going to live there for a little while. You're still going to show up. You're still going to follow through, but you are going to bitch and complain about it the whole time. You're going to be this pessimistic, negative Nancy. Okay. Ask me how I know. <laughs> okay. So what happens after that guys? After that, it doesn't actually get better. It gets worse. Okay. And this is where people quit completely. All right. So the third stage of the emotional cycle of change is called the valley of despair. Okay. The valley of despair is notorious for being that stage where people just fall off. They quit. They give up on themselves and they give into that negative critic inside their head and they never come back. Okay. And what this looks like is this. 
Okay. After you start to develop that uninformed pessimism and you're being pessimistic and you're, you're talking about how this isn't working and that's not working. and I'm never going to be successful and this and that. Then you slide down into this valley of despair. And when you, when you're there, there is nothing that comes out of your mouth. That's positive. There are no thoughts in your head that are positive. Okay. In fact, all you do when you're here is you are just a negative ball of energy. You suck the air out of the room, okay? Nothing is working. I'll never get there. This is never gonna work. I'm always gonna be fat. I'm always gonna be overweight. I'm always gonna be unhealthy. I did get the fat genes. I'm never going to be able to undo that because it's in my DNA. I am broken. This is never going to work, right? And you're going to continue to tell yourself all of this negative stuff and you're going to believe it, okay? You're going to believe it and it's going to happen. Now, the people that we work with, we brace them for this. We tell them this is coming. And that way when it happens, we're there to support them through it because we know what it looks like and we know what the actions are that follow the transition into this phase, Okay. So when you're there, it could last days on the very short end. It could last weeks. It could last months. Okay. It really could. It depends on the person. It depends on what you put around you too. Okay. Now when you're here, it's absolutely imperative that you have the awareness that you're here and the, like the awareness that you're in this portion of the emotional cycle of change, because if you have the ability to look inward and be introspective and identify that you're in that valley of despair, if you're able to, to actually acknowledge and recognize that then, and only then can you actually move through it? Can you actually navigate through it? Okay. But most people, they will give in to whatever negative emotion is flowing through them at the moment. And they're going to give into that and they're going to believe it. Okay. And they're never going to work to get through it. Okay. Even though they know exactly what to do. All I got to do is show up. All I got to do is keep following the plan. Keep following the nutrition plan. Keep following the training plan and just keep showing up. Uh, That's all I got to do. But instead, because it's hard and you feel like it's not working immediately and you're in this negative mind space, you talk yourself into believing a bunch of stuff that's just not true. Okay. And you do this 60 to 90,000 times a day. Okay. So, you know, those, those 60 to 90,000 thoughts that you were having earlier in the day or earlier in this process, when you were optimistic, all of those have now turned negative. Okay. And you can't find one positive thing to say, one silver lining, one good takeaway, one learning experience that you've had through this process. And therefore you just sit there and you let it consume you. Okay. Now there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. And this is where our clients get to, right? And that is the stage four. Okay. The fourth stage of the emotional cycles of change. Okay. And that fourth stage is called informed optimism. Okay. So if you remember in the beginning, there was uninformed optimism, right? You had no real information to back that up. It was just optimism, like fake optimism because you were getting started. Well, now, now that you've made it through the valley of despair, 
Now you're in this fourth stage, and this is informed optimism. Why is it informed? It's informed because you have actual data. You have actual results that you can see, right? Maybe you're 25 pounds lighter now. Maybe you can do a pull-up for the first time ever in your life or a push-up. Maybe you've dropped four pant sizes. Maybe you had to throw your belt away and get a new one or donate it and get a new one, all right? Maybe your wedding ring doesn't even fit you really anymore. It's falling off, okay? Things like that. Maybe you go to sit down in your car and put your seatbelt on and it feels weird because you have so much space and you don't have to pull it as tight as you used to and it's not... It's not like digging into different parts of your belly like it used to. Little things like that, okay? So you start to have this informed optimism. Maybe you look in the mirror now and you're starting to see some muscle definition. You're starting to see some lines and some curves in your body that you haven't seen in a long time or ever, okay? So you start to become optimistic and now you have data to back that up, okay? And when you get here, guys, you're almost to the end, okay? You're almost to the end because from here, what happens is you keep showing up, okay? You don't let off the gas. A lot of people will let off the gas here and when they let off the gas here, guess what? They slip backwards, okay? That is not the time to do it, okay? It's not the time. You get comfortable. You get excited because you're here now and you let off, right? You will slip backwards unless you keep going, okay? Just a little bit longer, Okay, and when you keep going a little bit longer, you enter the fifth stage of the emotional cycle of change. Okay, and that is called success and fulfillment. Okay, and when you get to that stage, guys, when you get there, you don't go back. Okay, that's the best part. Your patterns have changed. Your routines have changed. Your thought processes have changed. Your habitual nature and how you view things and how you view your lifestyle has changed. And guess what? You will not go back. You've changed your body composition to be in favor for lean muscle mass and less body fat. And as a result, you are now hitting that point where you are beach lean all year round. You feel good. You look good. You're, you love the way that you look and feel. Okay. And when you get there, guys, it doesn't go back. It doesn't change. And the reason it doesn't change is the exact reason why people who have been obese for 20 years don't change, okay? It's because change requires what? What did we talk about in this episode? Change requires pattern interrupt. It, it requires a complete change of how you think about things and how you view things and the actions that you take, right? It's about changing the devil you know, changing your normal. And if you are creating this lifestyle, and this has become your lifestyle because you saw the process through to completion, then that is now the devil you know. Okay? That is the devil you know. That is normal to you now. That is your everyday life now. This is who you are now. This is your lifestyle. You are the fit mom. You're the hot mom. You're the, the fit woman in your, in your workplace. Okay? That has all the confidence that all the other women want. You are that person now, okay? Your habits and routines and actions and activities, they all map to that. So if you wanted to change at all and become obese again, guess what? You would have to literally go through 
all five cycles of change again in a self-destructive way. You would have to get excited about overeating and gorging yourself and not working out. Okay. And then you would have to go through the pessimistic stage of, man, I'm overeating like crazy, but I'm not putting on weight as fast as I thought I would. That's weird. Huh? And then you would have to go through this valley of despair where you feel physically awful because you're treating your body like trash again, and you're undoing all of these habits and routines and all of these really, really positive lifestyle changes that you spent some time building. You're undoing all of them. And it's super uncomfortable and annoying and it bothers you and it's hard and it's, it's complete pattern interrupt all over again, right? And then, and only then, if you do that, if you can manage that for months of self-sabotage, of like consistent, dedicated, focused, intentional self-sabotage, only then will you eventually get to that informed optimism by, you know, in this reversal scenario here of, okay, all right, I finally have some data. I've finally put 20 pounds of body fat back on because I ate a pizza four nights a week, a whole one, followed by a pint of ice cream, followed by a sleeve of Oreos. It's finally starting to work. I'm finally starting to get obese again, right? And then you're going to see that through to completion and, 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 and finally reach the quote-unquote success of reversing everything that you worked for. You see how ridiculous that is, guys? Right? It's, you see how, how unrealistic that is. It doesn't happen by accident. Okay, Transformation in both directions does not happen by accident. You don't accidentally get obese. Okay, Just on the, on the flip side, you don't accidentally become the, the fit, healthy, super hot mom. It doesn't happen. It happens through intention. It happens through being aware of the process that you have to go through and then seeing it through to completion. Okay. I'll say this one more time. It is, it is incredibly difficult for someone who is at the, the, at their bottom, right? Their bottom stage, like they've hit rock bottom in their, in their health, in their fitness, in their life, in their, in their weight. It is very challenging, very difficult for that person who's at that stage of being at rock bottom to change their tune so that they can create transformation in a positive way. Right, it's very, very challenging. And again, the reason, if you guys didn't pick this up before, is because pattern interrupt is so difficult. Changing the devil you know is so difficult mentally. Right, but keep this in mind, guys. The person who has gone through transformation and has achieved it, it is just, it is actually harder for that person to go backwards. It is harder for that person to go backwards. If you do this the right way, it is harder for that person to go backwards. Why? Because pattern interrupt in a negative way is infinitely harder than pattern interrupt in a positive way. Okay? It, it may not seem like it, but I promise you it is. Okay? Every once in a while, I'll talk to someone who thinks that it's going to be, it's, it's, they, they, could, they could get incredibly fit and they could throw it all away instantly because they just love donuts too much. Bullshit. I don't believe that. Okay. When you do this the right way, all that is, is a limiting belief that you're holding on to. Okay. At the end of the day, all you need to do and understand is that transformation has to happen all the way through. You can't have, it can't happen part way. Okay. You can't do part 
partway transformation. It doesn't work like that. Okay, you got to see it all the way through, guys. All five stages of the emotional cycle of change. Okay, so again, just so you guys can hear those real quick, the, the five cycles of change that you're going to go through is uninformed optimism, okay, uninformed pessimism, the valley of despair, informed optimism, and then the last one is success and fulfillment. Okay, what most people do is they will cycle between stages one, two, and three over and over and over again their entire life. Okay, optimism, pessimism, valley of despair. And when they get to the valley of despair, they burn out, they crash, they quit, they put their 15 pounds back on that they lost, and then they start up again a month later. Optimism, pessimism, valley of despair. Put that 10 pounds back on, repeat, 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 repeat. Okay, so that is what you want to avoid. And the way to avoid that is making sure you have the proper strategy and that you have the accountability in place to see that through to completion. Okay, so listen, guys, I want nothing but success for you. I, I truly, truly do. So if you're in this stage now where you, you want some support, like you want to see this process through to completion, awesome. The best thing for you to do is head over to our website, permafitforlife.com. Check out what we do. See how we do it. If it's resonating, if it's a great fit, cool. Book a call. Let's have a conversation and see how we can help you. And if we can, awesome. We'll tell you exactly how that looks and what that looks like and what that's going to be and the level of support that you might need, the level of customization that you might need, and we'll go from there. Okay. And if not, you know, cool. We'll tell you that too. Right. So we'll absolutely steer you in the best direction, even if that's not with us. Okay. What we're very good at is determining if someone's ready for transformation or not. Okay. And if you're not, then it doesn't serve us or you to try to bring you into a program. Okay. But if you're ready, if you want to make this change, if everything I'm talking about here is something that makes sense to you and you want to finally be free of this and you want to stop being sick and tired of being sick and tired on a daily basis, then let's talk. Let's have this conversation and see if it's a great fit. Maybe you can be our next success story, right? I would love nothing more. So if you want to do that, guys, just head over to our website, check it out. There's plenty of links all over there to, to book a call, all right? And that's at permafitforlife.com. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'll throw some links in the show notes. And that's going to do it, guys. So thank you so much for checking this out. Um, if you haven't yet, go over to iTunes, subscribe, and rate and review this podcast. If you learned something, if it made you think differently about this, if you maybe took something away that was like an aha moment, we would love to hear that. Uh, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. That would mean the world to us for spreading the word and really get in, getting into people's ears and changing the way they think about all this stuff. So, all right, guys, again, that's going to do it. Have an amazing rest of your day. We'll see you guys in the next one. Take care.